you're listening to the Way Community Church Lakeland podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. Gil, I'm going to stop talking so you can talk. Good luck. This is really hard right now. Honestly, God, there's an anointing up here right now, and it's um, quite overwhelming. So you got to talk through it without rambling, because we gotta, we gotta go. So good luck. It's gonna be good. Thank you, thank you very much, uh, Tim. Uh, for those that uh, don't know me, my name is Gil Rosado. I'm one of the elders here at uh, the Way. And uh, the first service, I had problems uh, talking because I was you know, enjoying the, the the spirit and everything that was going on. And now I was getting my mind ready to not, you know, having a hard time again. But but uh, we, we, we love the Lord and we love his presence, right? And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about uh, the building. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an update of uh, what's going on, what's been happening the last couple of months with, uh, with our new uh, building. Uh, and... Uh, First, I'm going to start by thanking each and every one of you for your prayers, number first, for your time, for your giving, and for the support that you are giving uh, to, to the staff, to Pastor Tim. Uh, it, this is a very, very uh, big uh, endeavor for, for us, and we are trusting uh, the Lord. It is not about a building. It is not about money. is we are interested in having a place that... The Lord, uh, the, the Lord is felt every every weekend, every time we're there, that we gather corporately to to worship the Lord, that we know His presence is there, and He's, uh, uh, you know, there's a place for for us to disciple, to minister, to have a, uh, to develop leaders, and that's what we're looking for. Uh, so, what I want to do in the interest of time is I want to share uh, some of the uh, victories and some of the challenges that we have had. Uh, so <clears throat> right into the update, we are 40% into the construction of our building. Uh, we divided or we split uh, the construction activities uh, between contractor-led activities and volunteer-led activities. So uh, we expect that within the month, uh, the contractor... Uh, is going to be done with the specialty stuff. We're talking about sprinkler system. We're talking about the walls, the electric, uh, electrical system, fire suppression, uh, <clears throat> all that important stuff that we just don't want to do it ourselves. Uh, and then the next two months, uh, it's, it's going to be us. So first, help us pray. Uh, second, we we are going to communicate with you the the things that we that we need. We're gonna need volunteers. Uh, there's a lot of work that that we can do. There's a lot of painting, cleaning, organizing, moving things for, from here uh, to there, and uh, that that is gonna be uh, us. We're gonna do it because, of course, we don't want to pay uh, somebody to do it because we want to be very conscious with our funds and our and. Uh, <clears throat> what the Lord has uh, provided to us. Uh, so the demolition has been completed. Walls are framed. Sprinkler systems installed. All that good thing. You're going to love the new lounge area, the bathrooms. Everything is going to be uh, beautiful. Uh, <clears throat> we are also 
uh, sourcing a new uh, audio system and uh, AV units uh, because this system, although it works good for here, is not going to work for there. So uh, Pastor Tim has engaged uh, one, one of the best, if not the best, uh, AV company for churches here in Florida, and they have been working with us, and uh, they're even throwing some equipment for, for free. Uh, so we, we are, uh, uh, you know, doing our due diligence in uh, cutting costs where we have to cut costs. Uh, and uh, maximizing uh, the funds that we have and, and what the Lord has provided uh, through you, through your uh, givings and donations. Uh, <clears throat> some of the challenges that we have right now, uh, <clears throat> there's uh, two, the building has four AC units. Uh, when we did our due diligence in the beginning uh, of the process, our, our understanding was that we need to, to fix some things and do some maintenance. But of course, now the contractor comes back and says, hey, you should really start thinking about replacing two units. And uh, we have been discussing it, getting some, some quotes. And uh, I think it's to our best interest to uh, replace those units. So that's an additional cost that we are looking at, and we want you to pray. Don't think about giving right now, pray, because the Lord is the one that's providing us, okay? This is not about the money. Again, please help us pray. Uh, then the other item that we have is the roof. The roof is old. It's actually in good shape. It's just a little bit dirty, and we, uh, we have plans to, to clean it. Uh, but the insurance company now is, is coming back and saying, hey, we should, we should be replacing that as well. We don't know for sure. We're shopping, we are shopping uh, around with insurance companies. But uh, we, we want to be wise. We want to communicate everything uh, to everybody in the church so that you, again, pray. Uh, we have added that uh, to, the, to the amount of money that we need right now. So it's around $150,000 that, uh, that, that we need and some, some costs that will cover all that. So again, pray because I know that maybe we can find units cheaper. Maybe somebody can donate something. So we want you to pray. Uh, so uh, the... Other thing that I want you to keep in mind is we're going through the approval process uh, from the city. So please pray that uh, we can get our approvals and our occupancy permits and everything uh, done without any, any hiccups. And uh, so hopefully, you know, by the end of the year, we will have everything squared away. But keep in mind, what we want right now is, one, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Second, consider giving. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, today. Uh, please, uh, if you have time, donate your time. We're going to communicate with you clearly what are the needs that, that we're going to have. You know, a lot of work that, uh, that we are going to be doing. Uh, we have a safe, safety procedures, and we're going to do everything safe. Uh, but a lot of the things, we are going to try to do it. And please pray for Pastor Tim. Please for the elders, for the staff. Uh, this, this is a lot of work that we're doing. We're trying to be uh, diligent in everything that we do. And uh, if you have any questions on the budget, on you want to see our estimates, you want to see, you know, any, anything, the, the list of things that, that we need, please let me know. Let Pastor Tim, let Brady know. We'll sit down with you. We'll show you uh, everything. We want to make sure that you know that we are transparent with our finances.
Okay? Uh, so we, we want to be faithful first to the Lord with everything that he has provided. We want to be diligent, and we want to do everything for his glory. Amen? Okay, Pastor Tim. Sweet. Love you, buddy. Uh, just for the sake of time, <clears throat> I'm going to cut a lot of, of the sermon that I prepared out. Uh, but, uh, Mary, will you do me a favor? This is on the fly, I know. But will you create a slide? I won't use anything right now. But if you can just make a slide with the scripture addresses that we pre-set. And it just have the addresses on there. Does that make sense? And that way everyone can go home and read to make sure that pastor is not making stuff up. It's always helpful, right? <clears throat> Pretty excited. Uh, we're using this time as a town hall. Uh, we have about three months before we are scheduled to be in that building, which is really crazy to hear. I don't know if you guys have been hearing this, but we've been growing a lot. In fact, last week, we had um, way more people than we were allowed to have in the building in both services. So much so that multiple families let us know this week that they came to church and went home before they even entered the building because they knew it was too crowded. That stinks. Last week, we had 17 babies in the nursery. Y'all, that's a lot of babies. We need help in the nursery, y'all I'm talking about. Um, and there's a lot of moms that just are looking for a moment where they can get oxygen. You know, this, this is a, what we just experienced here in the altars. It's precious. It's life-giving, you know. And um, some people need this fuel. And so we need folks to help sign up, you know, and help out. I remember two weeks ago, uh, Wednesday night, Miss Melissa gave me the opportunity to lead the discipleship with the kids ministry. So I was over there, and she said that only like 10 or 12 kids will come tonight. Man, she lied right to my face. We had 28 kids there. And this is in our, our, what's that? 32 this last week. Y'all, what I'm saying is like our church is... um. We outgrew this thing a long time ago. In fact, there's been a lot of times and seasons where we had natural momentum of growth within our church. And the, the reality is, is that you can only grow so much. And then when discipleship stops happening, it becomes like a cancer in, in, the, in the body. And so we, we have to make sure that we're reaching people and then discipling those people and those people reaching people. And then those people reaching people. And it becomes like a little Russian doll situation. You know what I'm talking about? That was a joke. Um, but uh, do we, Mary, do you have the photo of the youth group this last week? It was really funny. So the kids are growing so much, youth group over there. They had to do some of the groups they had in Connect Group this week on Wednesday night had to meet outside because there's too many youth over there in that building. Guys, we're growing. And with that growth comes some responsibilities. And I want you to lean into this with me. Um, where, we, where we are is not where we're called to be. And so we've been praying as a church for a few, several years. God, it's time to go. And so what we realized is that he opened a door. All the elders on our team all agreed. It was a miracle. 
the financial board all agreed, all the staff all agreed, every, all of our intercessors agreed that we were supposed to move and into that building. We got several prophetic words about it. And so uh, two blocks down the road is where our church is going to be in three months, Lord willing. And so uh, we own it and um, we're excited to move there. But it's, uh, it's going to be difficult to get there. Um, what I want you to know is that uh, we decided to buy it. We had the funds to secure it. And this conversation about finances is going to be more reoccurring over the years because um, it's just necessary now. And so we've got to buy this loan here and all these other things that come with it. And so here's some grown-up conversations. Y'all don't hear me. If you're new to our church, you can ask some people around. But I don't talk about money a lot. In fact, I can't remember the last time we took an offering. I think it was a few years ago. So there are some churches that make this the like priority of the service. Don't forget to take the offering. I, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm sorry. Don't laugh. Um, there's only jokes that happen in my head, you know, and it's, it's really not funny. I have other pastors that like mentor me and they go, dude, you, you need to start doing some offerings in your church. And I'm just thankful that we have people that like care to give and have put us in a position where we get to make Jesus like the priority of the service. And like, there's, there's no getting around it. Like his presence is what we're after, you know? And, um, so with that being said, um, I'm thankful for our team that has made our budgets be able to operate as as they are. I mean, our our staff is is um they work they all work full time, full time hours, extra hours, and they don't get part time pay. Um, I'm so thankful for the people that have sacrificed to get us to this point in our church, and the growth and the leadership that we have. Like, I'm standing alone here, but I I know that I'm not standing alone, and I'm so thankful. And please. When you see our kids pastor and our youth pastor and all of the pastors in our state, like, thank them, love them, because they, they go through it, man. Like, the spiritual attack, like, Brady is sick again today, right now. He's, he was at home for the last couple of weeks taking care of his wife, and now he's at home, and she's taking care of him, you know? And I just want you to know, like, that there's a price, and we all pay the price to be God's children. Uh, but our church has, has been going through it recently, haven't we? I mean, it's like we're on like the 10-yard line and on the 5-yard line, and it's, it's getting heavy. Anyways, I have a sermon, but man, it's like I'll get there. Um, so some of the things that's been convicting to me recently is how I've had to relearn some things. I mean, like like... I miss the whole thing. I don't know how, how I do that, but I think, I think you probably do it too sometimes where like you love so many things about the Lord that you miss the point. I, um, I, I, I've been thinking that this is all about, um, about growth or about the other people that aren't here. And I, I, um, I went to scriptures over the last couple of weeks and I found some truths that were pretty embarrassing for me. I missed the point. And uh, I'm sorry, as your pastor, um, I do want to reach the lost for Jesus. I have a massive burden for those that are lost and dying and going to hell. Hurts me when I think about depression and addiction and darkness. This isn't even about that. It's about us contending for the presence of God. That's why we exist. 
one of the hardest parts of doing ministry in this building is having time constraints and having the people that are laboring, watching all the kids right now, all the 17 kids in the, they are going to be thankful when I close this service. You guys are not, they are, just so you know. (laughs) That's not a joke, that is real. Um, But I, um, as I'm thinking about what God is doing in our church, one of the hardest parts that we talk about as a staff often is how difficult it is to, when God's moving in a service, you know, we have four values that we talk about every week as a staff. We honor God's word. We think the word of God is, is the most important thing on the planet. Um, we, we, we honor the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit is what allows us to do ministry. Um, we, we believe in generosity. We think it's the heart of the cross. Like you can, you can love without giving, but you cannot give without loving. You, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. I don't know. It's one of those things. But when I think about God so loved the world, he gave his only son. If we, we, There's not generosity in our life. We're just selfish people. Love is, giving is what displays love, selflessness. And the last thing is, is relationships. And if, when God's moving, one of the most important parts of our service, whether you realize it or not, is the moment we dismiss and allow you guys to interact. And we don't have a place for people to interact. So service is ending and starting at the same time, and it's often uncomfortable, and we recognize that we need to let you guys see each other because that's where the accountability sets in. When you look at someone else and go, I know where you're at. Hey, let me call you this week. Let's get together and have lunch. Now, real ministry is taking place, you know? Anyhow, um, it's been hard recently, and uh, I think it's going to get harder over the next three months. We're going to do most of the construction for the next month and a half. So here's some things that you need to know. We've been able to cut cost and cut cost and cut cost on this building to make it so that we can get in there and, and we can pull this miracle off. We said that we need to raise 300000 this year. We've raised over 150000 We have about 100000 that we know we have to raise. We've cut costs like crazy. Here's what I, I want you to know. It was going to be over $45,000 to paint the outside of the building. And we said, we'll do it. So we're going to do it for like twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. Awesome. That's our tithe, you know? Uh, it was going to be $65,000 to grind the floors in the building. I've never grinded a floor in my life, but guess what I'm going to do here in a couple of weeks? I'm going be, I'm to be pushing a little machine around that thing, and uh, we're going to make that thing beautiful. We're going we're to save over $60,000 just by doing it ourselves. Honest to God. Uh, we, we, uh, we're, we're painting the whole building ourselves. We're, it's uh, being, it started being painted on Friday night, this Friday night. We have a, a group of volunteers going in this Friday night. It's going to save us over $15,000. Um, it's dr- being drywalled tomorrow, and then we'll start paint on Friday. And then uh, we've got to uh, paint the outside, paint the inside, do the floors, carpet. We're, uh, carpet quote is $50,000. We're going to get it done ourselves for twenty eight. It's pretty rad. Um, and so I want you to know uh, the contractor that we have, he's like, I've never, I've built a lot of churches, never seen a church say they're going to do so much. And I'm like, bro, you don't know, man. I'm, I'm in it to win it, dude. I mean, this is, I'm all in, you know. So, uh, and what you know, you need to know is we don't have all the funds. So, and this is, to some of you are still babies spiritually, this is faith. This is Moses telling the Israel, people of Israel, come on, let's go. And Egypt is chasing us, and we're at the Red Sea, and what's the plan, Jack? <laughs> 
I'm going to take this stick and stick it in the water and see what happens. I don't know. My plan is I'm hoping God comes through because I have faith in his word. And uh, time and time again, we see the Lord through scripture come through for his people. And what I annoys me about the Lord is sometimes he waits till the last minute to do things. His timing is the best, but I do know that he is not uneasy to make us feel uneasy in the process of us learning how to trust him. When you move into the space where your heart needs God to come through, you fall in love. And then when he does, you realize that he is the, the romantic knight in shining armor, the great savior, the, he is the resurrection and the life. He is the only one. He is the only way that you have He's the only one that can do what he said he's going to do. There's no one else. And so uh, we're going to lay out our plan. I'm going to give you guys some scriptures and then um, just explain to you where we are in this process. But if you're on Slack, if you're not on Slack, this is how our church communicates. You would know that if you went through Next Steps. And if you haven't gone through Next Steps in a long time, maybe you should, or if you're new to our church, you know. Anyways, uh, Slack is how we're going to communicate some of the needs that we have coming up, like cleaning the building or getting things renovated or need some new construction. You can help with one of these teams. We'd really like it. Does that make sense to everyone? Cool. All right. I don't know where I was. I'm just going to read the scripture here, and we'll get started here. <clears throat> In Exodus, I'm going to just, I'm going to try, I'm just going to read scripture after scripture and just not talk, Okay. We'll see how that works. Verses 1 through 9 of Exodus 25, the Lord said to Moses, I want you to tell the people of Israel to bring me their sacred offerings, their sacred ones. Accept the contributions from all whose hearts are moved to actually offer them. It's important, you know, that you, you should give like generously and joyfully so we're not asking anyone to feel guilty and give anything. We want you to pray about your part in this. But David said, I never, don't, Lord, don't let me sacrifice what cost me nothing. So if you're going to give something, it should hurt. Uh, it should be an instrument of love to the Lord. Does that make sense? It's our oil on his feet. It's, it's a God, I need you to come through. Accept uh, the contributions from all whose hearts are moved to offer them. Here is the list of the sacred offerings that you may accept. Gold, silver, bronze, purple, blue, scarlet thread, fine linen, and goat hair for fine cloth, tanned ramskins and fine goatskin leather, acacia, wood, and olive oil for lamps, spices for the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, onyx stones and other gemstones to be set the ephod in the priest's chest. Peace. Have the people of Israel build a holy sanctuary so that I can live among them. You must build this tabernacle in its furnishings exactly according to the pattern that I will show you. I'm just going to read that one part again, verse 8. He said this, Have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so that I can live among them. You know, I've been a Christian for 22, 23 years, and I, I, I swear I didn't know this. He is ever-present. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere that we go. He, he said to Moses in this very book that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you always, even to the ends of the earth. He told David, even if I make, you make your bed in hell, I'll be with you. He is always with you. There's, there's ne nowhere any of you can go to get away from the Lord. 
You're going to run into a, a preacher or someone's grandmother or someone's sister's cousins that's got a Bible and wants you to know that you, the Lord is, you're going to run right into them. It's the love of God. But what I didn't know is that the Lord wants an inhabitant. He wants to inhabit a place, a dwelling for his people. Now, he did this in the body when he came. But the Spirit of God still wants to move in a location. What I mean by that is think about our lives for just a second. When I rewind back the story of God in my life, the majority of things that God did happened in a church. First time I spoke in tongues, boom. When I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, boom. All of the times that I was broken and needed prayer and someone prayed for me and the tears and the tears and the tears. Encounters with God, visions, prophecy, all of the things that the Lord has done in my life. I wonder about your life. Where have you had the majority of your encounters with the Lord? Because it all starts in a church. Now we encourage it to leave the altar and go to your homes. But please know the genesis of it has always been somewhere where all these people came from. And as I'm thinking about this, he said, I want to make a dwelling among my people. We have a responsibility to make sure that there is a dwelling where our friends and family can go. I pray that we operate with a humility as a staff, that we honor each other and we honor the Lord most importantly, and we handle the presence of God with great care. Please know that like, it's our desire to build a place of grace but that we are lovers of Jesus, a place where you can bring your friends and family that are broken and lost and jacked up. When you need healing in your body, you know a place where you can go to that the Spirit of God is going to be there. This becomes a compass point for many of us. But it's too small. And we've come to a point now where we need to figure out how do we build a place where God can take an inhabitation and of his dwelling and he can live among us somewhere where we know we can go where the glory of God is going to be. Because we want to be where the spirit of Jesus is. I mean, that's all I want. I don't, it's not even a, I don't even really like church that much. I, I love being at church. I love be, being with God's people. But dear God, I've heard enough sermons in my life. What, what I need are the moments where the oxygen is so thin. It's like, Lord, your glory is here. And I don't want this moment to end. Those are the things that change us at our core. And we have a responsibility to build that. Man, there's so many verses. Um, Mary, can you just put all the verses up on the screen there? These passages again and again would talk about this responsibility. 2 Samuel chapter 7, David is going to say, when it settled in his, he was in his palace, and the Lord had given him rest from all the surrounding enemies. And he went to Nathan the prophet, and, he's, and, and he said, uh, look, David said, I am living in a beautiful cedar palace, but the ark of God is out there in a tent. We need to bring God into a place where he can dwell among his people. He wanted to build God a house. Well, I'm going to try to land this plane because we're in, many of you are attending for the first time. 
or you found this church because you were looking for a non-denominational church. What you need to know about non-denominational churches is some of them are really great. They have no covering. So the, the way that they get to become a place that can others can come to and experience the Lord is by the people building. Now, I'm not going to lie, this has been extremely difficult on me, and I cannot do it. So Moses had to go to the people and ask them to help. And David, in this very passage, passage, had to go to the people and say, I need you to give. In fact, in this passage, David is going to say, I accomplished all of this great wealth, and our city went and got all these things for the last five years. We've been saving money, saving money. We've saved over $700,000, and we're almost there. And so I need y'all to pray for the next month and a half like you've not prayed for me before. You need to pray for your pastor. You need to pray for our elders. You need to pray for our staff. You need to pray for the volunteers that are going in that building. Let me rephrase it. I need you to pray for us because I really do believe that that's what's going to keep our hands lifted high in this season is prayer. The miracle is already here. The Lord owns a cattle on a thousand hills. In a second, he could send someone in this building that will drop a million-dollar check and cover all this. But in the meantime, we also have a responsibility. There was a long saying that's been said for forever that in most churches, 20, it's 25% of the people that pay 75% of the bills. There are bills here. And we have a responsibility to contend for the presence of God and to make sure that we can make a place for the Lord to be and for those that come that need to be saved. There's going to be more and more passages here as David is going to explain how much money he is giving and how much money he's asking for. It's really crazy. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter something. 1 Chronicles chapter 29. Yeah, that's the one. Thank you, Mary. And in this passage, David's going to talk about how much he's given. Now, I want you to know me and my wife wrote the largest check we've ever written because I want to be accountable to y'all. I don't want y'all to ask for something that I'm not doing with my own life. I'm fasting. I am the moodiest, grumpiest human on the planet when I'm fasting. But I want to make sure. You can shut up, woman. I'm just kidding. So kind. That's my wife. I love her. I'm just kidding. I love you, babe. It's our anniversary this week. She's put up with me for 15 years. I love you. Um, This is a really important moment in the history of our church. And so I'm sorry to take a Sunday to like not do a, a normal thing. But what I do know is that a lot of us have resources in our life that we think are ours. And, and that is simply not biblical. Nothing we have is ours when we gave our life to Jesus. Let me say it again because the room got really cold. Nothing in our life is ours when we gave our life to Jesus. Let me make sure you understand. Luke chapter 14. Uh, can we just go to the last verse there, 33? Uh, And Jesus is going to say this. He said, uh, anyone who wants to be my disciple must give up everything they own if they want to follow me. Now, what that is not saying is today I need everyone to empty their bank accounts. But What that is saying is that, like, we all die. We die so he can live. We were sinners. And we all were cursed to death because we broke the law. 
And the life of Jesus that he gave on the cross paid the price for us to live. And Jesus, Paul said this way, I am crucified with Christ. Now it's not me that lives. It's Christ Jesus that lives in me and the life that I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God. And so there's a lot of resources that we're stewarding for the Lord, but they're all His. And so in this season, it's important for us to recognize that we're going to have to sow a seed based on obedience to what He says to you. So I need you to pray for your pastor, pray for our team, and pray about the seed that God's going to ask you to sow. Please know, I don't do this very often, but I take these moments very sacred because it is a wonderful opportunity for God to move in your life. Most ministries would stand in a point right now and say, if you give, it'll be given back onto you. And while that is biblically sound, I also know it's manipulation. And so I need you to know this isn't about you getting anything back at all. This is about you tilling the ground for a generation that needs the Spirit of Jesus to move in their life. And that's faith. And then the Lord blesses you because of it. Right now, uh, I'm going uphill both ways. This is difficult. We're in a difficult time. So for the next month and a half, I need you to put it on your... I don't ever ask for prayer, but we are asking for you to pray for our team as uh, we're believing for an absolute miracle. Y'all make sense? We're going to close in prayer. Here we go. Hey, Jesus, it's all you, Lord. I thank you for your spirit. Simply no one like you. You are good. You are good, Lord. You are good. You are good. Man, the move of of your spirit here was so beautiful today. What I realize is I need you. And I just want my life to honor you. Help us. By the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. I I think I've said this to a few people, but some of you may not have heard it. I think one of the coolest things about this is me knowing, like, in this church has done a lot of cool things for the Lord. You know, we've built some orphanages, and we've traveled and done some missions, and built some churches and stuff like that. But it's so cool to know that when, when my life is set and gone, I could spend my money that the Lord has blessed me with on a lot of things that I'm spending it on. But we're getting an opportunity to invest our money in his kingdom that's going to outlive our lives. And I'm so thankful for that, man. God is good. Hey, I love you guys. Remember, uh, we, grow in, we gather in, in, in rows, but we grow in circles. Join a connect group. I love you guys. See you soon. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Church Lakeland.